Welcome to The Tech That Connects Us, a podcast dedicated to the stories of leaders in the technology industries that bring us closer together, specifically content and media, satellite and news space, connectivity and cybersecurity. Your hosts are me, John Clifton, Laurie Scott and Will Trenchard, the founders of Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm focused on these exact industries. We love being a part of them and we're excited to share these stories with you. Welcome to the Tech That Connects Us. Today, your host is myself, Laurie Scott, alongside Ewan Laurisons, who works alongside me here at Nuco. We're delighted to be joined today by a good friend, Torsten Kreenig, who is the CEO and publish, uh, publisher of Spacewatch Global. He's a great friend and a key partner and ally to Nuco. Torsten is a seasoned veteran who's worked for various um, executive positions for companies such as Freecom, uh, Lucent Digital Video, SES Astra, PT Scientists. Today, Torsten is the uh, one of the co-founders and CEO of Spacewatch Global, who are a renowned publisher that provides open source intelligence, business intelligence in the space industry. Torsten is very well known globally for hosting panels, podcasts, and uh, guest speakers at various events. He provides valuable understanding of complex tech technical information from the market and for clients um, for this fantastic space industry. Welcome, Torsten. We're delighted to finally have you on our show. Thank you, Laurie. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. So um, excellent. So Torsten, let's uh, let's get the sto story started. I want to go back to the beginning. Um, you started your career as a software developer um, and had an electronic and telecommunications engineering background. Um, I know you're a, a very proud Berliner um, and in very enthusiastic and passion when it comes to the space industry. So um, can you sort of tell us and take us back about how you got into this amazing industry? Oh, more or less by accident. Um, <laughs> so I'm, of course, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut or, or a cosmonaut on, on our side, uh, but yeah, it, I, I never made it to that. Uh, so I was being, or I, I have been in Berlin when uh, Sigmund Jähn, the first German cosmonaut, came back from his trip. Uh, they invited all the, the school classes at that point of time, I think it was 86, to the streets and to cheer him when coming uh, from the Schönefeld airport into the city of Berlin. And so wow. that was how close I could get to to space at that point of time. And then I almost gave it up, made my career. And then um, when I had to leave Lucent Digital Video because um, we went, yeah, uh, how do you call it? Penny penny stocks are on the, on the stock exchange. And then yeah. our September 11 happened, which also had an impact on, on the business of, of Lucent uh, Digital Video at that point of time. My my next job offering came from SES Astra, and so I had the pleasure to jump into the space industry, uh, really on this on this high end already, and and join uh, one of Europe's finest company when it comes to satellite communication. So that's how Perfect. my passion for space are slowly developed. Then, I mean, quite old at that point already, but yeah. but yeah, I made Fantastic. it. From there. 
Excellent. I mean, we're all all sort of kids at heart, and just looking at the um, the, the, the spacecraft, the rockets that you've got in the background, um, I'm very envious. So uh, yeah, it's amazing how many people that we've interviewed on this podcast, and everybody seems to have got into it by accident. But it's every kid's dream, isn't it? So uh, yeah, brilliant, really, really good, absolutely. So uh, thank you, Torsten. So I'm going to hand you over to you and now um, to talk about some of the stuff from the past. So over to you. Thank you, Laurie. Yes, and uh, firstly, Torsten, great to have you on here. Um, you know, all the panels that you've hosted, all the space cafes that you've led, it's great to get you on the receiving end, being the uh, interviewee rather than the uh, interviewer. Uh, so very keen to pick your brain now. Um, so throughout your career, uh, I know you've developed a fantastic understanding of, of kind of satellite and space, you know, the technologies, the companies and the people within them. Uh, and I'm quite certain that you've inspired a fair few people in this industry yourself, but I'm very keen to hear about you, uh, specifically, you know, moments or perhaps individual has been, you know, your biggest or one of your biggest inspirations during your career. Hmm. Interesting point. Um, who inspired me? I mean, <laughs> beside my parents, uh, um, which of course helped me with, with finding my way uh, in, in the universe, so to say, um, I think, um, I mean, when I defended my thesis uh, at the ISU, the International Space University, which I had the pleasure to attend one of their executive MBA courses or a decade ago, obviously, um, my, my, my thesis was about capacity building in, in the Middle East countries on, on space. And uh, I put in really the, the point what what inspired me, what inspires me in general. And um, first of all, as mentioned before, uh, the hero, especially now in in, the, in in my space career was and is uh, Sigmund Jen as the first German cosmonaut. And so for me, one of the things on my bucket list were to meet him. And uh, I do have I did have the pleasure when I was with PT scientists that um, he visited us in, in, in our facility in Berlin and wow. I had really an one to one talk with him and that was he is such a lovely, humble, old uh, gentleman at that point of time or uh, that was in wow, that was one of these moments where you say, that's why we are doing that that's 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 worth every yeah sleepless night or on 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 the system or thinking about stuff yeah having the chance to meet these great people and a few months later then he unfortunately passed away and so it was so timely to, to have this chance um i mean sure in in all the events where we we had to we had the chance to visit over the last decades we met a lot of well, a number not a lot a number of astronauts from yeah. Buzz Aldrin to uh, you, you name it and yeah on one hand side you see astronauts as this envoys of humanity really these icons you look up and say wow you've been in space that's that's so cool and that's cool without any doubt yeah but they're still humans and I think we tend in Europe to forget that I mean we have this cult or to the persons of, of Alex Gerst. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy. You're in UK, you have you have Tim Peake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he can't walk over the street without ah oh, having his, his fan club ar around. And yeah, it's good. It's inspired people. And that's that's wonderful. 
Yeah, but uh, it has also limits, I would, I would say. Amazing, amazing. So you've gone from that sort of full circle. You were cheering him in the streets when you were a young boy and then actually get to meet one-on-one -on -one and have that sort of one-to-one -one interaction is incredible. I mean, it's, uh, wow, I could talk about that all day. What, what, what an achievement. Yeah, I mean, lucky that I was, yeah. I mean, to, to have this chance. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. No, indeed, no. Uh, I think it's interesting to think, you know, with astronauts that, you know, you can you can feel starstruck with them pun intended i suppose but you know actually they can be very down to earth people as well um and it's yeah very interesting to see and actually you know you mentioned you know kind of the achievement of, of meeting him and, and defending your your thesis um at isu um and that kind of leads me on to my next question and perhaps you've already answered it torsten and maybe you can think of another uh another answer but um i was very keen to hear about you know an achievement during your career that you've been particularly proud of I would say in this yeah, three decades of my business life, um, I, I think these really the biggest achievements are the recent ones, because I mean, everything else you try out and you, yeah, you have your, maybe your, also your success for a short period of time, but how do you define that success? Is it that you strike stroke deal? and made a bit of money with with that or you have this super cool installation for this stadium for this whatever infrastructure in the in the tech world or do you have an impact on others and um i would say the at the moment my biggest achievement is what we are doing right now with with space watch and and adapting to the pandemic last last year and you mentioned before the, the space cafes I mean, we run it for the last 11 months now on a weekly base. And we had over, I think, 9,000 people registering for, for these events in, 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 in summary. And with a, it's not 9,000 single or unique people. So we have a number of, 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 or of people that coming back and we have, I think, for each and every session, we have one third of, of new people and the rest is really network and people that are excited to hear more and more stories. And I think that's what I would call as, as quite an achievement just to, I mean, for us just to sustain, survive the last year as a company. And I mean, it was not easy for, for anyone on this planet. I think, and um, we had internal or challenges, but we, we mastered it and we are there stronger than ever. And I think last year we had almost half a million people on our website. And, and really that's, that's in this, in this niche market where we are in and we think, Hey, space is so cool and everybody loves that. But I mean, as I call it, it's us and the other 99% that simply don't care what we are doing in the space industry. So we are still in our bubble, in our place of comfort, but we are have no not not so often the chance to talk to other people and get them invited. I mean, yesterday was one one of those days that you couldn't avoid to see or uh, the, the NASA rover landing on Mars. Um, what is wonderful, yeah. and yeah. but what does it mean for for the for humanity? What does it mean for for the people on the street? 
oh yeah headline oh we are on mars yeah damn why don't we solve this, the pandemic here on earth and that's that's usually a re reaction you have from that so we are still haven't managed to communicate space in an in a proper way to to the general audience in my opinion and that's something we try to achieve we try to invite people to the various formats i mean we have these nerdy formats of course where you make a deep dive mm -hmm. into a subject where you potentially lose even your audience or, or half of your audience or and we have podcasts where we deliberately reaching out to the general public so we try to keep the level of access so to say yeah on a on a manageable mm -hmm. way but people of course have to show in general interest in what space is or what we all do long answer for no absolutely yeah <laughs> no brilliant no very interesting points as well and it's always the thing isn't it you know how do you make it more accessible but i think space watch and the space cafe has done well to do that and um i know you've got a uh, a dedicated dedicated group of followers and, and we're part of that and i can see you wearing your space watcher top today and i i should have worn mine <laughs> but um no very very interesting all of that um and i think you know we we kind of moved more towards the present anyway which is a good opportunity for us to to address that um more specifically and i'm gonna leave laurie to uh, ask you some questions about the present so over to you Laurie. sorry that yeah. i didn't stick with the past because i'm, <laughs> sure. I'm not i'm not a believer in the, from in, in in the past i mean we live in the present and and we should work on our future but past is history and we can learn from it but mm -hmm. moving on yeah, you're a very humble person. I mean, you know, don't do yourself credit. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the um, the volume of subscribers and, and promotion of of the industry out there, it's um, it's fantastic. So you're a big advocate and uh, highly well respected. So um, so on that, in relation to the present, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm excited to get your expert opinion on this next topic. Um, and as somebody that's obviously highly respected in the industry, I mean, how do you see the current state of, of the global market right now when it comes to space? It's an, yeah, it is one of those questions where you have your opinion. Yes. That you usually not speak in public about. And then there's this op official whitewashed statements that, that you can bring out. I mean, the cool thing is running a media house, running an, a publishing house are on our own covered or protected by the Swiss laws for journalism. Um, <laughs> makes a, brings us in the in the situation that we can speak very freely uh, about what we're thinking. And yes, I'm a, I'm a space geek, um, without any doubt, and a big advocate for space and the industry and 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 an observer what's going on. But I see that we are tending, and that's for me the status of the market, mm -hmm. with the global outreach and the global interest in it. We see also the the downsides. I think we are entering a period of that we are start blowing up or filling another bubble with a lot of hot air to okay. yeah. a potential danger that it will burst. And it has a similar impact like the internet hype or yeah. during the uh, during the millennium change or the, the real estate hype or the, the bank or there is a downfall of the banking 
and I think if we if we tend with our uncontrolled growth in the in the space industry, and I'm happy to to dig in the, uh, onto that um, a bit further, then mm -hmm. we we might see this, a similar effect with what we all believe in or with the space industry. Yeah. 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 I mean, on that, I mean, of, of course, I want to talk about it in more detail, but I mean, I've been fortunate to accompany you. Um, and we've met some of this, these new entrepreneurs, these exciting new companies. I mean, you've got Claudio AG, you've got Mineric, you've got ISR Aerospace and Auratech. I mean, some real smart young generation that are coming up with some real fantastic ideas. Um, so, Obviously, we're going to talk about obviously the, the, the global pandemic and the market and stuff as well. But I feel that there is a lot of innovation out there right now when it comes to new space. Um, so, I mean, can you pick one one company right now that it really does excite you and maybe who, why and, and, and what they're offering? I think all the companies you mentioned doing a great job and I yeah. admire them. And you're absolutely right. The innovation rate of the small company or small startup companies are in the various ranges that they are. Yeah, uh, it's, it's incredible. And that is, that is great. And we should foster it. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm referring to our all these loopholes that we have in our regulation are that that enables countries, states, private persons to send up mm. thousands of satellites. I mean, and yeah. Starlink is, is putting up or their, their, their fleet of satellites day by day by day. And um, with, I mean, as of today, I think uh, with thousand, almost 1,200 active satellites on the, on the Star, Starlink fleet, or it is one third of the active satellites in space. Yeah, that means scary. one third of the satellites are in space in, in hands of a single person and of a private company. And I think that's scary. I mean, there's mm. nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, our Elon or Starlink are, doesn't uh, break our, our laws. That's all in the in the given framework that we are in. But I think that is a problem that we have that this framework has to be reviewed. And that's sooner than later before it is too late, or um, mm. actually, and yes, we the intention of having global internet is a, is a big dream yeah you are in the boonies in wherever um where where you're served with an edge network it's not sufficient yeah. for 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 serving or such a call so you absolute really like to have high speed internet with low latency that's wonderful for an affordable uh, pricing and i mean uh, Starling has landing rights in 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 Europe, in Germany, I think in UK, and they're yeah. going out for I think five hundred uh, euro the 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 the, the pack uh, package, and then a hundred euro or ninety nine euro a month for the for the data services. I think as of March next year, as far as I've seen it. So that's an that's an interesting offering when you don't have alternatives. I mean, when you're in the city and you can choose from all the providers or five G or all cable internet. And uh, it's it's just, I mean, they they're dropping the prices because they want to reach you, or you have no alternative to that. That's fine. So, but what is the price we pay for that? And yeah. that's what what I mean. Um, the the mega constellation is one one element in that. Yeah. The entire sustainability discussion, and I had the pleasure um earlier this week, to 
lead a panel in in, uh, in, in, in uh, Lausanne at the EPFL's uh, event called our Sustainable Space Logistics Forum. And it was called, Are we overdoing sustainability? So, and I had a filmmaker, I had an architect and an astronomer on the panel to talk what what is needed also from the outside world that we are, that from the out, outside the industry. Yeah. Or that, yeah, that we behave sustainable. And the point is, stop talking, take actions. Yeah. Or yeah. Last weekend, we uh, published a piece uh, by uh, Space Analysis, uh, Valentin Eder from Austria, and it was the headline was Stop All Space Launches Now. And he made an in-depth in analysis, what is the danger, the technical danger of the, uh, of the mega constellation that we see up uh, in, in, uh, in space uh, right now. And yeah. And what that means uh, if we take that forward and it's it's not a matter of um or it's just a matter of time that things happen and go wrong and i mean if if as i'm engaged in, in many of this discussion about sure. sustainability and, and space debris space security la, la, yeah of course all, all, yeah. all of that what is absolutely needed when the consensus is it has to happen something that we act and for me, that is very scary because oh. that means we are not able to talk before things happen, to find an agreement before things happen. And we have entities or organizations like UN, UNOSA, or UN Copius, mm. um, which are on a standstill during the, the pandemic. So, and what are the alternatives to find our <coughs> global solutions? Sure. Yeah. If we go one step further out or uh, outside our uh, near Earth orbit going to moon. The uh, US uh, came out with the Artemis Accords. Yeah, yeah. And I have mixed feelings um, about it. Because I mean, it, it has a good attempt to say, hey, here's a framework where yeah. we all can agree on to move forward our business, our uh, settlement on the moon. What is fantastic. And you, dear country, can join us on our rule set. But what does it mean in terms of the position for the or to towards uh, UNOSA? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where we are right now. It's an it's it's we we have so many unsolved solutions. Yeah. Next week, mm -hmm. I have the chance to speak with with the World Economics Forum uh, with the head of uh, the space development uh, Nikolai Klistov and. We will try to answer a few of these questions, how the WEF can offer solutions such as the space sustainability rating or so, what is also in progress for, I think, six years now. And it's taking yeah. now into, into operation mode on a voluntary base. Where will that lead us? Question mark. But at least there are some initiatives uh, that might yeah. go in the, in, the, in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's fascinating because you don't get to hear this. So you only hear obviously, oh, a new, another constellation, another constellation, and then for for the for the people outside of the industry, they don't care. They only get to see that. But then when you dive in deeper and, and talk about some of the um, problematic sort of worriness and concerns that are going to be out there, it's um, yeah, we don't want to leave it too late. So uh, well, well, this ties in nicely, really. So I'm going to sort of hand you over to now for you, and because we want to talk about your opinion on the future and how you see, uh, yeah, how you see it going forward. So Ewan, over to you. 
Thank you. And uh, no, absolutely very interesting questions of sustainability of, you know, regulations and um, market dominance from certain uh, private entities. And, um, you know, I think the, the future um, is a very interesting concept within our industries because of the innovations that um, uh, we're capable of. Um, and I want to, you know, Torsten, you're a very passionate man when it comes to these things. And I want to hear about what excites you uh, in, the, in this coming decade, the 20s. Um, you know, what are you most looking forward to seeing come to fruition? I'm looking forward to see, to, to see humans back on the moon. Because I've, I've been present when the first humans set their feet on, a, on the moon. But I've been too young to really recognize that. And I want to see that. I want to see that with full conscious. Uh, and I think the next decade is an is a reasonable time frame. I mean, all these over ambitious mm -hmm. goals that companies that countries have of on um, boots on the ground by twenty four or so. Come on, yeah. If it's twenty six, then it's twenty six or twenty eight. Yeah. Who cares, yeah. honestly? Yeah. And I mean gets them back safety or or and according to to kennedy's speech are uh, i think that's that's the most important thing and um i mean when we had the landing yesterday of the of the new rover on on mars yeah. people yeah. saying oh when are we going oh when will we see humans on mars and i my point is i i think not in my lifetime maybe i'm old i'm i might be dement or blind or when it happened but um not in the active life, not in my active lifetime, and especially not having people back from Mars on Earth. Yeah. Um, I think we are, we are far, far away and we should take it more in into an realistic time frame. Yeah. And coming back to the, I mean, yeah, what excites me in, on the future is I, it's, I think I'm in a position now to help shaping the future to giving my opinion to to bring people together we we have this really and i'm 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 so so blessed to 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 host this or we have a space cafe law breakfast with stephen freeland one of the really icons in the in the space law community and the global space community and in our Space breakfast um, or space cafe breakfast. Uh, we 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 invite two guests usually um, to discuss current space-related topics from the law point of view to demystify also space law for for each and everyone. And the next episode uh, will host uh, Tanya Masson and PJ Blunt. So mm. these three, uh, I would say. You, you, you can't go further in terms of, of academia, active or space lawyers uh, globally. And we will discuss also the, the way into the future, what it, what is needed. And I think to rephrase that again and again, it's, it's very important because what is the scenario? What, what is a doomsday scenario for all of us? We have this cascade, this uh, Kessler effect or happening in space or maybe just in an or in a specific orbit yeah it doesn't have to be all of space but in a specific orbit yeah. and taking out gradually services that we are used to uh to consume every day like and we're talking about really down-to-earth services like 
your cash machine. I mean, when you still pay with cash, but your your bankomat. Yeah. They 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 need their their signals from space or or um, filling stations, supply chain, GPS further on, our telecommunication, yeah. broadcast satellites, and so on and so forth. Weather forecast. I mean, just look back a year when when all the airlines were grounded due to due to the pandemic, and what happened to the weather forecast. I mean, not that the weather are or uh, made a jump and said, hey, yeah, now it's a pandemic and we, we're going better. No, the point is forecasting got so bad because all this data that were collected by all these flights that happening um, globally during the day were not there. So and so the, the prediction uh, really was quite bad. Why off? Yeah. So and see, see weather satellites also falling off, then we have an impact on Earth and uh, if we have this massive accident, I'm talking now about this doom, doomsday accident in, in, in space, then we are back on a good 1900th century uh, technology uh, on, on Earth. And I think no none of mm. us want to experience that because we are so, so used to all the technology. And so we have to fight to yeah, pr prevent from 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 this, we try to avoid this this uh, this accident. And if that means that we are not getting up thousand satellites or per per quarter, okay, well, fine, do it more mm -hmm. in an in a paced way. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you can't use service or can't you start your service immediate service immediately, and it takes another year or two years, fine. Yeah. Because at the, the moment, right people that run or, or drive this 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 race are the richest humans on Earth already. Lots of influence. Yeah, no, indeed. Absolutely. Well, no, it's 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 very interesting to get your insights on all of this, Torsten. And um, thank you for for being great when it when it comes to this. Um, I'm, I'm going to move it on to the next section. Um, it's something that's near and dear to to our hearts. It's a topic that Laurie is going to discuss with you and it's um, diversity. Yeah, so thank you. So um, I mean, Space Watch Global and yourself, you're big advocates when it comes to promoting diversity, um, especially as we touched on earlier in some of the developing countries that are entering into the industry. Um, I mean, what, what is your view on diversity and, and how can it be addressed? What's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, from the cultural background, I, I grew up, we, we always had diversity uh, built into the system. Uh, so. Mm for me it sounds like an uh, re reinvention of the of, of the last decade but it's 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 not uh, i mean but however i think it's absolutely important that we fight for it that we get everyone are uh, en engaged in in the in the discussions in the yeah. in the in the setups and um if you if you look at the people that that working with us um it's 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 mixed and matched or uh, so yeah. um it's not just oh a few old white men doing X Y Z. No, uh, we we try to to diversity as best as we can. Yeah. And um, I mean, you can't push that. You can't force that. In my opinion, it has to come natural. No. I yep. mean, um, at the moment on our board of, um, of of shareholders, we we don't have a female in or a, a woman in. 
why it, it didn't happen. So um, are we reluctant to it? No, anyone is welcomed to, yeah. to, to join it and, 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 and join the debate. Diversity also means for me, the diversity of opinions. And that is something we are very strong at and, and yeah. really we, we put our weight in. So what, what does it mean? Uh, A, Space Watch Global, all content is off any paywall system. So we try to be compliant to the SDG number number four, equal education, yeah. the sustainable development goals of, uh, by the UN proposed yeah. for each equal education, that this prime content that is on our, on our website is not hidden or by, or by paywall to a few people that pay for it. No, for everyone that is a student, yeah. that can be a student, that can be just the, the folks that are interested in that. That is yeah. fine. So everyone should consume it um, and or should be, have the uh, ability, ability the, the chance to 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 consume mm. it so mm. but we go one step further i mean we give everyone the opportunity to place their article with with us and these articles are peer reviewed then so they follow journalistic uh, um, processes mm. but everyone has this chance and now you could argue yeah there are a number of, of open platforms in the internet where you can or put your your opinion out linkedin or medium reddit you name it yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah but that also means they are not peer-reviewed you have this really this a freedom of speech freedom of articulation in the most diverse scale is that okay we say for us we review it if that if we are fine with this content yeah, if it follows journalistical principles, then we put it out. That doesn't mean that we on the if we have technical articles, that we verified it and, and check if that's really true, true, true. Yeah, by the by the uh, um, by the numbers, mm. because for that reason, all these articles are bylined by the author with all the credits to the author with with the contact details to talk with them directly. But we know that with that we we address really a, a wide. Um, audience and yeah then um we we place some exclusive articles when it comes to our um, space situation and awareness or geopolitics or that not so many people are willing to handle and that's one of the advantage to run an absolute independent publishing house because yeah. we can do that and we are uh, yeah, we have the great honor to, to, to do that for our audience, to invite yeah. them into a dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's given that, that um, exposure, given um, the, the recognition and, and actually talking about maybe what people are not hearing. Um, so I think that really sort of helps from a, from a diversity perspective. I think you're, you're not just following the mainstream. So, um, yeah. Fantastic, really, really interesting, and, and something that I'm sure we'll continue discussing. As as well, you'll be promoting uh, continuously um, throughout your time. So, really, thank you for that. So, um, okay, so let's move away slightly from the industry now, make it a little bit more about you, probably a little bit more light-hearted. So, I'm going to um, sort of move you over to to, to Euron um, for the next question. Yes, thank you. Um, so, we're now keen to, I suppose, when we want to find out more about somebody, I think a good way to to do so is to see how they might spend their, 
their free time. Um, and so uh, my question to you, Torsten, is uh, what does your perfect weekend look like? Oh, you mean this this time when nobody calls you and and you can can work uh, undisturbed on 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 the on the on the things that you can't do during the week? Um, no, the perfect weekend is a weekend in the garden, or um, doing some gardening, doing some running, spending time with the family, um, with my grandson, and yeah, doing a bit of work and work, not in the pro productive most productive way, but reading mm -hmm. listen reading books listening to podcasts or things things like that or simply sometimes just switching off for 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 a few hours um spending time okay in summer in the hammock or or yeah whatever but yeah taking it easy Absolutely. I think I need to get myself a hammock, actually, now that you mention it. That sounds great. Um, we're going to um, go straight into a quick fire round now, and Laurie's going to host this one. So uh, fire away, Laurie. Yeah, so I I'm quite fortunate to know you personally. So I I've sort of changed some of the questions and keen to hear. I probably know some of the answers already, but I, I just want to put you on the spot. You can only give me one answer. Um, and I I've I've sort of tweaked it slightly to some of the, the existing questions that we've normally asked. But um, OK, let's go to the first one. And I think I'll, you've already touched on this already, but um, triumphed in lockdown or failed in lockdown? We survived in lockdown and there. yeah, absolutely. Excellent. You see me yes. here in my, my home studio, fully equipped um, and that's it's fun. It's a win. It's a triumph, definitely. It's a win. Exactly. Um, so I know you're a passionate runner, so I've sort of changed this. Um, for you, heel running or flat running? Hmm. Good one. <laughs> mm. I think I choose the chicken uh, chicken answer, so flat running, because um, where I live in, in the Berlin or outskirts, it's it's flat. And whenever I see a hill, I have a bit of respect, a bit of respect. So, um, yeah, because... <laughs> You know, gravity and has has an equation, and when you have a few pounds or, or too, too too much on your or on your on your body, then or you feel them walking up the hill or running up the hill. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> I, I review that. I'm a hundred percent with you. Okay, um, here we go. Now I know you've done a lot of these, but um, a marathon or a triathlon? I've done both. Um, Ma marathon is it takes a hell of a lot of time to to prepare it and you have the discipline and uh, if you do the um, i mean besides the uh the, the speed um uh triathlons it it takes multiple of this time to to do a proper uh preparation so um i mean i've done up to the olympic distance or 30 years ago on on, on triathlon um, that was okay. It was a nice experience, but it became today this really material battle. I mean, when you pay uh, thirty grand for 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 a reasonable bike, I say no, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with some two hundred uh, euro running shoes. That's 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 fine. Yep. So marathon it is. Because how many marathons you done now? Um, twelve. There we go. Yeah, I, it puts me to shame. Yeah, come on. I mean, yeah. it's it's just it's the advantage of age. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've just done it, and um, my biggest achievement in in if you want to say so was these uh, 
um, becoming part of the Jubilee Club in Berlin and you, you get it when you run your 10th marathon in, in Berlin or you finish your 10th marathon in Berlin and done it a few years ago but haven't done another one uh, since then and I think I'm I'm also done with it it's it's fine um I mean it's marathon is not healthy at all let's face it Last I mean day. yeah not four, at all. Four, four plus mm. hours uh on on the street running or trying to pretend that you run uh because at one stage it doesn't look like uh like that anymore it also has an effect of your body um, I think half more sun or just going out for for 10k it's is fine yeah. and I, yeah. I I have to admire I have to come back to this discipline as well and I mean yes. you you, yeah. you know me on on on, on Strava so um I, yes. I can't <laughs> yeah I, I can't hide that I haven't done too much in the last month don't you worry when we're allowed after lockdown we'll be running again so you can still <laughs> hold a pace so I'm not worried about that so um okay excellent let's move on um opera or rock music Opera. Excellent. Very good. Mountain mountain peaks or bright white beach? Peaks, mountain peaks. I thought you'd say the I case. was, a, I, um, I, was a, I was in in my young young age. I was a passionate uh, uh, free climber um, oh, in cool. the uh, um, Saxonia, Switzerland, or so called area, the sandstone area near Dresden. And I've done all this crazy stuff until I've fell down and hurt and done it again but yeah no mountains is yeah <laughs> there we is go it. so you wouldn't know that so he's done 12 marathons and he's done freestyle mountain climbing so excellent um camping or glamping no camping camping is yeah i was yeah, gonna is. say boy scout easily um okay <laughs> now i know you've got a, a grandson so i'm this is gonna be interesting to see um netflix or disney plus we are fine with netflix i i have to admire that i haven't discovered disney plus at the moment oh. so far sorry for that oh i thought you'd be i thought being a, a space geek all the star wars are on there and you've got the mandalorian you need to get it just for that alone so um mm -hmm. yes moving yeah, on but moving uh, on. You, you know the, the point is when 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 do you have a chance to watch tv uh and <laughs> i'm I, i'm watching tv uh when i spend when we spend time in the evening on on the couch so but then you're at least we are a pair of two so or that means my wife has a voice <laughs> as well and she <laughs> does not like any of the or of the uh our space stuff so that makes this decision then very hard um where to go yeah so and i i mean for the piece of our marriage, I, <laughs> I follow the advice or, or the selection or of my wonderful wife. Yes, of course. Very wise. I'm sure as a grandchild gets a little bit older and more into it, then you're going to be able to start winning those battles. So, um, yes, excellent. Okay. Um, plane or train? The, the, the true answer is plane for the last <laughs> years. But yep. um, I think one one of the lessons learned from the from the last year in pandemic, there are alternatives, and we should rethink our behavior of traveling. And um, last year was the first year for me where I haven't done a single flight. I mean, yeah. when we met in our uh, in Munich uh, last year, um, early last year, I mean, yeah. I've took the train, so I haven't 
taken any flight last year and guess I'm still alive and it doesn't feel so well. And I'm saying that of somebody that, that earned one or two gold cards a year on any given yeah, airline. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, it's, I think like a lot a lot of people, it's given us a chance to uh, reflect. But um, and yeah, I, mean, I so do you, miss the you, you, also, you also see the, the fight of the, uh, of the airlines. And I know they, they all have a hard time, but they're continuing your status. Even you haven't flown over the last year and pushing it <laughs> forward um, with the hope that you're coming back. But I think if we take something out of this pandemic is to really think about our own footprint and what we do now with our uh, with, with zoom or any other online uh, conference tools i think it's it's great i mean you can start your morning always talking pe with people in the far east and then going through through so many countries what we don't have a chance to do that in situ yeah that yeah. doesn't that doesn't work i mean it has a price we pay for it without any of course. doubt um, yes so yeah. i mean all the small talks on the uh, on the floors of exhibitions is are gone i'm but I think we we had to adapt to that and to to learn it. So uh, I think in the future more train than than plane. Yeah, yeah. Could be. I mean, any excuse to jump on one of the trains in uh, in Germany and have a, a have a sort of relaxing time. But look, we will meet again. Don't you worry about that. Okay, moving on. Two more questions. Got to be quick. So, uh, cinema or theatre? Cinema. There we go. I never any doubt. Okay, the last one. You can only pick one. I think I know what you're going to go for. Um, most admiration for European Space Agency or NASA? That's a hard one. <laughs> it is. That's why I put it in there. That's <laughs> the speed you're up. It's, it's, it's NASA. I mean. Okay, there we go. Okay. All good. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, with even with achieved. no, no, it's 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 NASA and has it has absolute various reasons reasons. But I mean, I I admire the work of of Ether, but you compare David against Goliath, um, and <laughs> yep, David doesn't win in this in that battle here. Well, we'll be talking about this offline and uh, I'm sure people will be asking you more about that as we go forward. So uh, excellent. So moving forward, one final question that we always ask our, our special guests like yourself. Um, over to you, Euron. Thank you, Laurie. Um, and thank you very much, Torsten. It's been great having you on here. And um, the final question today, um, I'm very keen to hear. And actually, when I, because I've been in the industry for a couple of years now, and you were one of the first people that I um, that I spoke to and uh, had a great conversation with. And I found you to be a very kind of supportive and inspirational figure um, during my early days. And um, I suppose my, my question here is, um, what one piece of advice would you give to someone entering the industry? I think I stick with these stereotypes here is is live your passion. That's, I mean, it's not specific to the sector or the industry. I mean, it's it's more a generic advice for for your life. And uh, yeah, be yourself. That is my the other very personal one. What I give people I say, be yourself. Don't pretend to be somebody you're not. Um, and especially these days, I think it's it's absolutely important because a number of these shiny uh, facades are just broken. Mm -hmm. So 
I mean, these are my two cents or of a, of a gray old man. <laughs> very wise, very wise indeed. So, indeed. Um, well, well, Torsten, thank you so much for your time today. I mean, it's been it's been great as always. It's been a pleasure, um, and really to get your insight into the in, uh, into the industry. Uh, looking forward to sort of co-hosting the the UK Space Cafe soon. Um, and as always, thank you for your support and uh, a real pleasure. Likewise, thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.neuco-group.com. You've been listening to The Tech That Connects Us.